just yeah. came off House of Dragons, so you know incest is on everyone's minds. So why? <laughs> is it? That's a headline right there. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised a Geek. We're wrapping up this Halloween season with the movie everyone is currently talking about, Barbarian, now on HBO Max. So let's do it. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm here with my buddy Don. How we doing, man? Chris. What's up today, my friend? We are doing okay. Everything is good. It's Halloween. We made it. Halloween weekend. You going to a big party today? Nah, man. Not big on the adult Halloween parties. Yeah. Um, or any adult parties for that matter. True. True. <laughs> I like to be by myself. But um Yeah, yeah no, I was watching Bodies, Bodies, Bodies yesterday and like oh. there was all parties and parties and I'm just sitting there like, man, that was never my scene. Like that just seems exhausting to me. Like let's just yeah. party and just do all kinds of drug. I'm like, no, man, it's just not <laughs> all kinds of drugs. It's just well, that's I mean Yeah. What you what you the parties and stuff that you see in movies and stuff like raves and stuff. I, I was just never even when I was younger, I never watched that stuff going, I can't wait to get older and go to this crazy raging house party. I was always like, no, that's too many people. Yeah. Too many people. Too noisy. Too yeah. yeah. Too noisy. Yeah. And, you know, usually in the movies, bad things always happen at parties unless it's like, can't hardly wait. No, can't hardly wait. Bad stuff happened too. The guy couldn't find Jennifer Love Hewitt. So. Find Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> that is a sad, sad situation uh... to find yourself in. Especially when she's looking for you too. Come on, I love that. Or movie. Ethan, whatever his name is. Uh, me too. That's great. Ethan Embry. Ethan Embry. There Classic. It Classic. There it is. I wanted to do something right now. I'm okay. Bust open a Pantera Golden Ale, and I'm going to try on. it live and let you know because I've not tried it. Uh, not tried it yet. There's the opening. Who, who made that? The estate of Dimebag Daryl's family? <laughs> Probably. Are they, are they supportive of this? I have no idea. It's the Texas Ale Project, thoughtfully brewed in Dallas, Texas. Pantera Golden Ale. And it's got their logo on it. I, it doesn't say anything about Dimebag on the uh, <laughs> the bottle, but. All right. Test it out. Does it taste like anger? <laughs> anger and angst and rage no it tastes like a golden ale like okay yeah the, the name they named it right it's a golden ale i would think something a little bit harder for you know pantera right i might end up if I, another one of these though and i might end up having to like <laughs> the whole podcast <laughs> something i have in the pit uh that's funny anyway, that was just i, I just found that yesterday at, and i was like yep gotta try the pantera nice i was at uh i went into the grocery store yesterday to like pick up a couple things and sitting like right there as soon as you walk in the door is this big display palette for uh hard mountain dew oh god <laughs> like tall boys uh like uh the baja blast flavor and the original and some kind of cherry something i was like this is the last thing the world needs is mountain hard dew mountain for dew. alcoholics <laughs> yeah like is this the new four loco is just gonna make people lose their minds uh because you know <laughs> these fools are going to be buying it but it was ridiculous i took a picture of it just for proof but uh maybe i'll put it on the instagram would you try this instagram <laughs> instagram would you try this mountain dew hard uh, baja blast i might have to <laughs> that sounds like something bahama mama yeah i could be I too could much for me that. yeah but me too and i don't usually do the hard drinks like that but like i said baja blast sounds like it could be good i always get my baja blast whenever i get taco bell 
I can't That's have work. Taco Bell without Baja Blast. I have those like flavors. It's like White Castle and raspberry tea for whatever reason. That's just what I always drank whenever I had White Castle. I'd get uh-huh. that Lipton from the fountain. Raspberry tea is the only place I ever drank it. But if I have White Castle, I have to have that to drink. Well, that's weird to me, too, because I have a thing with that with Taco Bell as well. If I go there, I have to have Diet Mountain Dew. And I don't know why. Like, I don't drink Diet Mountain Dew in any other, any other situation in life, unless I'm at Taco Bell. Right, I got to right. have it's so weird. I'm like Baja Blast. And so I can eat my crunch wrap. You blew my mind with this one. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's kind of crazy. But anyway, John, this week, our lives got ruined. They did. Ruined. They got ruined in the best way possible. Ruined. With the release of Gotham Knights for PS5 and Xbox and PC. And a game that got so much hate coming out because it wasn't in 60 frames per second. For whatever reason, people like lost their minds. My timeline was completely filled with this nonsense. I was blocking people left and right because I was just tired of looking at it. We got this game. We didn't even record a podcast last week (laughs) because we could not stop playing this game because it is very addictive and we're having a blast with it but don and i were both playing wednesday we're like let's we should record a podcast we had a plan no we just kept playing that game talking to each other saying we should do this but we know we're not going to so we apologize for not getting a show out last week looks like we're gonna get two out for you this week so you're welcome yeah we'll make it up to you but what professionals we are yeah (laughs) we're going distracted us yeah it's it's funny uh i mean we had a couple other things come up i think i like, know i was usually, out of town usually yeah we record saturdays usually you're out of town but we were like ah, we'll make it up sunday monday something we'll figure it out but no uh yeah we we spent some time in gotham um, a lot of time in gotham i need to check my hour count already i'm curious yeah it's it's getting up there dude the game's fun and i think we might uh get into it maybe we'll we haven't talked about it yet maybe we'll throw yeah. a gotham knights episode together here over the next couple of weeks but i'm having a lot of fun with it um you know just as a fan of that world in the comics and media and then you put it with a video game like we love we adore the arkham games so i mean why not and you get to play with a friend like get out of here it's crazy fun yeah we were uh, fighting clay pace last night till three in the morning yeah the last thing don just... said to me before we both pretty much fell asleep in our party chat was oh god what did we do and then it said <laughs> don logged off and he was just gone and i was like all right good night man uh the uh, last thing i heard from him last night was oh man what did we do <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he disappeared you don't, you don't really have nights like that anymore I, I can't stay up that late yeah i definitely was falling asleep but yeah a little it's bit. fun those cutscenes were killing me yeah it's it's a lot of fun man and we'll we'll get into it i'm sure at a later time but yeah it this definitely took us over this isn't the time the one question i'm gonna ask you though because I know mm-hmm. the people, the few people who are probably playing it want to know who's your main, who are you maining for the rest still, of the game? It's hard. It's still a hard decision for me. I'm feeling Red Hood the most mm-hmm. right now. Um, but that could change because they're all, they all got something fun about them. How about you? They really do. I was leaning towards Robin now because we played so much with Nightwing last night. I'm a little nervous that mm-hmm. I might be stuck with that one, but uh, I got to still I think I have a feeling I'm going to keep going back and forth throughout the whole. Yeah, I campaign. think that's the point. I don't see. I, yeah, I don't point. see. Yeah. I don't see sticking with one, but who knows? Yeah. We'll see. But Don, we need to talk about some barbarian because this movie was mm. wild. No one's talking about it. 
So if you haven't seen it, or I mean, everyone's talking about it. What am I talking about? That was all over my Not no one. Everyone's, yeah, talk. everyone's talking about this movie. But one of the cool things is that nobody's talking about the movie. They're, everyone's mm. being real cool about it, which is very rare for Twitter and the internet world that we live in now where people don't want to talk about it. They're just saying, go watch it. So we're telling you, go watch this movie if you haven't seen it yet. Mm. We're about to talk all about it right after we let you know that this episode of Raise the Geek is sponsored by Anchor.fm. A woman staying at an Airbnb discovers that the house she has rented is not what it seems. That's about as much description as you can get for the movie Barbarian, which we are going to talk about, which was written and directed by Zach Greger, starring uh, Georgina Campbell, Justin Long, and Bill Skarsgård. Mm, one of them Skarsgårds. One of the many Skarsgårds out there that uh, that are they're all scary. Up. They're all scary. They all do their thing. Bill Skarsgård has found a, a niche here in this horror realm coming off of being Pennywise. And now he's uh, executive producing and starring in uh, using some of that like nefarious energy that he has to be the questionable bad guy of this film. But as I mentioned in the, the previous, everyone tried to keep this movie quiet and spoiler free. The kind of synopsis even on HBO says, watch this movie before your friends spoil it for you. So mm. that was kind of like the byline for this movie is don't talk about it. Just watch it. How much, how much did you know before you went into this movie? Um, the title of the movie <laughs> and like a poster. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really didn't even think too much of it, but, um, yeah, looking back in hindsight, you can tell why we didn't know much of it because as we said, spoiler, spoilers, go watch this film before you listen to us. Please. But like, if you knew what the movie was about before, it would kind of give too much away. You know what I mean? Um, the fact that they wanted it to kind of like, they even hide the fact that Justin Long is in this movie in advertising. He's not even really. I think you see in the, in the original trailer, I think you see him for like a split second. I know they did put together a second trailer that mm -hmm. is just focused on Justin Long and looking nothing like the horror movie. Like they don't give you anything except for, I think the shot of the house at the end, like just to give you that little bit of a, the ominous type of thing, mm -hmm. just to let you know, okay, wait, this movie isn't quite, but they set up this whole trailer just around Justin Long's character and his story situation of what he's doing and almost make it play it off. Like it's this kind of comedy romp and then, takes a turn at the end of the trailer but they don't even show you anything else so yeah they hit a lot for this movie yeah yeah i mean i'm <clears throat> i like the the marketing strategy because it it made it more suspense i don't know if suspenseful is the right word but like interesting to see how see things unfold because you don't know what's coming like normally watching any horror film watching the trailer you know exactly who you're enemy is you know what the situation the person is going to be in yeah. what you're going to see um but if you don't know that and you're just kind of learning it along with the character or characters i don't know it just added an extra level of um anxiety and fear i guess and mystery yeah what is going that? on in this is it the house is it bill Skarsgård? is it mm -hmm. like because of course they, they're throwing a bunch of red her herrings at you like okay are we supposed to be worried about this dude? Are we supposed to be worried about her? Mm -hmm. What the hell's Justin Long doing in this movie? Because uh, halfway through this movie, it takes a hard turn. Right. Almost where all like of a sudden you're like, wait, what? Movie. 
yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> yeah. a second movie in here, which is kind of crazy. And they almost throw a third one a little bit in there at you. Um, so it's kind of done in a fun way that I think would have been hard to market any other way than this. Yeah. But it definitely, I like this style of marketing where they don't want to just give everything away and they want you to just experience it. And I think even if it wasn't there, I think it just does a better job of just making the movie more fun. I think it also probably benefited from being like, quote unquote, an indie horror film and not having too much, like not huge stars attached to it. You know what I mean? That, that that it would be more out there in the open and more easily to be spoiled. You know, if this yeah. movie had, if this movie had, I don't know, I was trying to think of a name like Sandra Bullock in it. I can't believe that's the name I came up with, but like the, people would have been trying to spoil the the plot much mm-hmm. sooner. If it was a huge blockbuster, like ton of money behind it movie. Yeah. It being more of a smaller scale, you know, I'm sure there's people who still don't even know this movie exists. You know what I'm I sure. mean? It, it's like, it was talking about that little, I think. So that it was easier to kind of conceal their the plot in the film that way. So that probably benefited it, them. Sure, I'm sure it helps having those smaller scale. It's the one nice thing about like the horror genre is you can get a lot of smaller scale, a lot of independent, a lot of more creative type films that not everybody has heard of. So then you can have the big budget, the big ones that everybody's seen and everybody knows, but then you have the small ones like this that can slide under the radar and be surprisingly really good i think um, like and all all the a24 horror movies kind of <laughs> they, yeah, yeah. They, i mean it really a24 just kind of comes in and puts out really solid weird psychological you know whatever kind of movies and they're able to do it almost at a large scale but still be small where they mm-hmm. do get some faces that you recognize they do get some names um in them from time to time but you're able to still kind of let some of that slide by and you don't hear no one's talking about it yeah all my favorites i mean some of my favorites in there i've i've watched all those without knowing what's going on yep, like at the yep. beginning that i don't know the plot i'm just kind of along for the ride and that's <clears throat> this movie kind of fits into that um i think frame 100 yeah, i did the same thing with bodies 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 as i mentioned in the beginning no idea mm-hmm. outside of a basic trailer no idea really what i was getting into with that as a24 um I just I went and saw I went and saw Barbarian at the show and I went like the next week and saw Pearl, which is another A24 show. Once again, a whole other different thing mm-hmm. that I didn't really know what I was getting myself into until I was sitting in the theater watching it. So yeah, A24 is the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Really this one feels it. like it could be this one feels like it could be in that world. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, but it, it feels like it definitely could be. It fits in into that uh little, like I said, framing. Yeah, absolutely. So to start this conversation, did you like the movie? I did. I did. Um, <clears throat> I enjoyed myself pretty much from start to finish. Um, now, like I think I told you just in passing, nothing about it really to me invent like reinvents the horror wheel. There's nothing you're going to see in this that's like going to be like, oh my God, they're changing the game with this one. Yeah. But there was enough in there from like truly horror fearful moments and comedy and trying to get their message through however you want to interpret that like a nice combination of all those things i think the shots were were well done for a horror movie like kept yeah. you um they didn't rely completely 100 percent on jump scares which you know 
gets cheap over time if it's done too many times they didn't really rely on that too much to get their to get their fear and scare tactics across so um yeah i I enjoyed it uh before we get into it you yeah i definitely did it was you've watched it you've watched it twice now so i I hope you did (laughs) yeah i went i went and checked it out at the show um because i kept hearing that hype you know hey super scary whatever it is then and i love that i i'm hooked on that type of hype of just go in knowing nothing because i love going into movies and seeing movies that i've never seen i don't like watching trailers if i'm about to watch something i watch trailers for bigger films but smaller films a lot of times especially if i'm like i'm just going to go to the show i'm just going to see it if i just like hearing a little bit of buzz about it and then i'm in it's just fun for me i've seen a lot of movies that way and i think it makes the movies better because i'm trying to figure out what's going on instead of already feeling like I already know. And I'm just kind of a passenger here. I feel like a participant. So I really enjoyed that. And then of course, when it's hit HBO, I was like, well, I really kind of want to watch it again. And then I wanted to have my, my wife watch it with me mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, kind of force her to watch it. Cause I thought it would be fun. <laughs> and uh, cause it is a little just out there. And when, especially once again, you don't know what you're getting into. So then when everything starts taking turns, you're like, what is happening right now? And I thought they did a, such a good job with the, non-horror stories Mm. you know the opening that whole opening segment with uh uh tess and keith keith you know is just that kind of unsettling to almost meet cute Mm -hmm. was just done so well and just you just pulled you in that their conversation and the way that they kind of played all of that was just done so well and then even coming on the back half when we hit the back half with justin long his whole story coming in they just did such a good job of setting up both of those stories and those characters to make you see the different ways in which men and women would do stuff as well as just different you know ways that different people do stuff so it was just kind of yeah well done in a way that was just kind of so I thought she would enjoy that aspect. And then, you know, having a weird incest monster in the basement. So you know, we just came off House of Dragons. So, you know, incest is on everyone's mind. So why is it? <laughs> That's a headline right there. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I know when you find a movie that you, you want to show your your wife or partner or whatever, you know, you had to like it. So it, it does seem like you liked it. That's good. Yeah, I definitely I definitely liked it and I almost enjoyed it a little bit more the second time now knowing everything just to kind of see it but it was fun to get her reactions as we were watching it um i got the reactions of strangers when we were in the movie theater and a lot of what the fuck um Mm. but i was able to now like kind of gauge her reactions what was also fun was that we stopped the movie because we watched it in two parts because uh I think you and I stopped to go play Gotham Knights um, in all honesty, (laughs) but we stopped literally right at that half mark. So like screen cut to black and then it jumps to Justin Long segment. I stopped the movie there saying this is a stopping point. So we stopped and made dinner and then we ended up playing games. So we never went back to it. And when we went back to the movie, she's like, all right, let's finish this. And I knew this was going to happen because it just was done in that way. But I hit play and the movie's like, he's just driving down the street looking all happy. Yeah, she's like, this isn't the same movie. And I'm like, no, it is. And she's like, no, it's not. So I rewound it to show her that space again. And she was like, okay, part two, you know, like, okay. And I, I so like, was what, hoping what kind for of, that reaction. He was like, what kind of Justin Long romantic comedy yeah. did you just start? Up oh, we just started going the distance with Drew Barrymore. Um, <laughs> <All> right. <clears throat> so it was just kind of, it was the ex- reaction I wanted to get back into it for the second. So definitely. I enjoyed this movie uh, quite a bit, so I uh, I was down with, for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I 
just as I'm thinking about it, since you're talking about like that middle part, I just wanted to comment. Like, I remember getting there, <clears throat> excuse me, and thinking, you know, that that's the scene right after, you know, the big climactic point of the first half of the movie mm-hmm. where we finally see what's in the what's in the dungeon underground and and they they throw the curveball at you that, you know, spoilers, Bill Skarsgård's character is not the villain and he's a victim. Mm-hmm. and didn't see that coming that was nice use of him as an actor too because like you said you just associate him with horror so you thought the whole time he's up to some nefarious shit when yeah, it turns yeah. out he's just a dude who's about to get his head bashed in a little bit um, um <laughs> but i remember thinking when it went to black and then we saw the car driving down the road i was like wait where do they go with this movie now like how how much time is left like i had to pause and be like there's still 50 minutes of this movie like, how do you now? What do you now? What do we do? So and you watch so, a lot of that just in long before you even put together why you're there, because it's not well, until until, yeah, until he mentions Michigan, until yeah. he mentions yeah. Michigan, then then you realize, OK, they're going to connect. But it was like, what is this? Like, what's yeah. going What's happening here? How is this dude, this like scumbag dude in this convertible, like related to that hideous monstrosity I just saw? <laughs> um so that was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was done. It was done extremely well. And if anything, I think that's just almost the outside of the couple like shocking moments that probably got people a little bit uncomfortable mm. and whatnot. I think that to me was like the biggest twist that this movie did was just how it was put together in that way. I just thought was brilliant. Like it just you just didn't see that coming. And the way that they put that pause in there after that moment, it's just black and silence. And then it just to jump to something so happy, it just it it's it did what a lot of some of the more memorable or just better horror movies do, you know, where they kind of have those moments where you're just like, this is something different. Yeah. I don't know how or why, but it is. And I love when they do that. Cabin in the Woods did that. Um couple other ones i can't think off the top of my head but cabin in the woods screams to my mind at first where all of a sudden you're watching one thing and then you're watching something different and you're like wait where are we what's happening right now mm-hmm. so i just there's a lot of it's always fun when you just see something different that's like the filmmakers basically having their matthew lillard and scream moment like wait there's more yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah there totally is you got a whole nother basically story to tell here so yeah and i mean how great is Justin Long. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. He really doesn't. Like <laughs> I, I always kind of enjoy when he pops up and stuff. Yeah. Because you just he's just one of those actors that comes up. I know who he is. He always just kind of makes me smile when he pops up and stuff. I'm like, all right. I'm I'd like, I don't know. I always feel comfortable when he pops up and stuff. <laughs> comfortable. I do. He's like, it's just he's like people have comfort movies. You have like a comfort actor. Yeah. Justin, Justin Long. Long just makes me comfortable no matter what the role. Or whatever the movie is. Uh, pops up in a lot of weird horror movies. Jeepers Creepers. Uh, Drag Me to Hell. Um, mm-hmm. This one, you know, I mean, and a lot of solid horror, like something different horror movies. Something yeah. that was done differently. And he just, if he's in it, it just kind of like gets me excited for what this movie is. Like he doesn't seem like he just does regular horror movies or even regular movies anymore. He just kind of pops up randomly. He's definitely having fun with his, I think I can do whatever I want period of his career. No, and like he's legitimately talented too. Mm-hmm. Like the the his his scene in the his first scene in the convertible, even though you know he's playing a seriously scumbag dude. Yeah, but it just made it so believable, you know, in the way he's talking and reacting and his, uh, 
Yeah. And, and even later in the film, like his comedic yeah. uh, efforts in this movie, like he's the comedy in this film and it's all funny and believable. And like, you know, when he figures out there's a dungeon in his house, he's like, is this count towards the square footage when I try to sell it? It's like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, just, yeah. It's just, that shit was funny, man. It was making me laugh. So it genuinely was funny. Him. Yeah. With the tape measure in the dungeon. Yeah. Like, I don't give it. And then, and it comes back to the whole like idea with this movie was we watched Tess go down there terrified mm-hmm. as a woman going down there and how and then Justin Long with as this just super like uh all powerful white male I'm going to go down into this dungeon and I don't give a fuck what's down here. Yeah, this he is my house. Like, he wants to be like an alpha yeah. guy or whatever. Alpha yeah. alpha male was what I was looking for. But I mean even going back to his first scene where we we're sitting there in the convertible. I mean he's you're listening to the story of him being accused of, you know, sexual assault and all of these things. And you don't know what to believe. You don't know he's, he's handling it exactly how anybody would handle it. Cause you don't know the story. You don't know the mm-hmm. truth and you don't know if you're on his side, they want you to listen to him. So you're like, okay, is he really a good guy? And he's just getting falsely accused or what is he? And then to even be able to have him balance that kind of reaction to then kind of being on his side thinking that he's kind of getting the shaft to then kind of realizing, Oh no, this guy is a scumbag. And you're just kind of like, all right, this guy's a dirt bag, but then kind of even being able to bounce back to like, I could still laugh at him. He's still likable enough to me to laugh at him for his jokes, want to see him be redeemed. Like there was still a lot and then still kind of circling back to going, no, he's a scumbag. (laughs) Like he kind of took you on a roller coaster, a little bit of just, going through those motions and that experience. And it was just, like I said, I don't think he gets the due that he deserves. And he was definitely a shining spot of this film. Yeah. He, he played one of those characters where <clears throat> they make you cringe and hate them enough that when it comes to the point where it's their time to get killed, you're just like, yes, yes. you're like rooting for it. <laughs> like yeah. he deserved it. I'm happy about that one. Um, go to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You like though you like when those characters do where everyone you don't have to feel bad for everyone dying. Sometimes just like I'm rooting for the monster this time, uh, and that's so what he, this movie was. Yeah. Ultimately, <laughs> by the end, you had sympathy for the monster, mm-hmm. and you were okay with Justin Long's character just biting it. Yeah. So it's just kind of crazy how they did that shift. A lot of social commentary and a lot of things in the background of this film. Um, but yes, having the giant incest monster in the basement was uh, something you don't see every day. What did you think of that? Just like the, you know, every every horror movie's got to have its creature or antagonist or villain or killer or whatever. And did it play out how you thought it would? Like, once you realized exactly what it was, I mean, we went into that whole scene with the 80s in the 80s in the same house kind of the backstory of what happened here. And so now, oh, this explains what this thing is. And it's a crazy bonkers explanation of what's going on. Like, yeah. You good with it or. Yeah, I was down. I I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what was in the basement. What Mm -hmm. was terrorizing these people at this, this friendly Airbnb. Um, That scene when, when you first see her mama, whatever pops up. Yeah. And completely destroys Bill Skarsgård and just starts screaming at the camera and they cut to black. I'm just like, what is that? What is going on? Um, So it's just like, okay, it's going to be this kind of movie. My first thought was like, oh, is this a vampire movie? Mm -hmm. I didn't know. 
I thought maybe this was a vampire movie, especially when he was like, something bit me. Yeah. I was like, okay, is it a zombie or is it a vampire? It's one or the other. Then it turns out to be something completely different, just a fucking inbred creature woman. Yeah, uh, hills have eyes type shit. Pretty much. That's the closest way you can describe it. Yeah, but, uh, a hill person in a basement. Yeah. Some was, crazy dude who was kidnapping women and impregnating yeah. them. Yeah. So kinda, it was... Kind of effed up. Oh, it was 100% effed up. And... <laughs> yeah. uh, like I said, coming around just the way that they they did it in the reveals, man, I just, like I said, it doesn't, I agree with you. There's nothing like original in it, but it is told in an original way. So mm. like we've all seen creatures in the basement. We've all seen creatures in caves. You know, I mean, we've even seen inbred monsters before. So it's not like it's an original concept, but it was done in a fresh way, I think. Yes. And the storytelling style. And then, like I said, being able to wrap the social commentary into it. Not very deep, but still there. It's not like they were breaking grounds on that either and making you think about the world in any different way, but you were still kind of just engaged with it in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, man, me too. Like like we were kind of talking about, you can split the movie. It's one movie, but you can split the movie into two parts. The second yeah. part was more focused on like the the thrills and the and the chasing and the running, and we know exactly what's going on. And Let's see how they get out of this. The first half was like a straight up um, horror, like environmental, your surroundings, the sounds and the sights and the darkness, like horror film. You know what I mean? Like some really scary, uneasy, you're, you're clenching your fists, seeing, trying to see what's around the next dark corner. Yeah. And they like combine those into one film so yeah pretty successfully uh yeah i I did say it doesn't reinvent the horror wheel but it takes all those elements and kind of does them all in a really good way you know what i mean to make an enjoyable film from like i said start to finish so yeah Yeah. pretty much how much did you hate justin long when he threw that girl off of the water tower (laughs) yeah i was mad i was like what the what a dick you already were one but now like yeah people who who go after innocent people to save themselves in movies i'm just like i hope you get what's coming to you and he did yeah oh yeah, yeah he did um but yeah when that when the monster jumped off and started like falling down that, that just, was funny that was so <laughs> funny it was like it makes you gasp like oh god um, i was like oh she's up there she's coming yeah, she's uh, coming um, <laughs> yeah i just thought that was funny but yeah uh it's the type of monster that i just don't think we could have gotten we don't always get they were very broad with the the nudity in that of just we just have this naked creature running around doing right. her thing and it was uh trying to trying to, trying to force her booby milk into adults yeah yeah i'm sure that's, I, that's right i said it yeah booby milk um <laughs> yeah that's 100 percent a scene that happened in that movie you don't see that every day. deal with <clears throat> the what you don't see that one every day you don't you don't there's there was one scene in this movie I just wanted to talk about, like that I laughed when I shouldn't have. It was there towards the end when you know they were with that like bum guy, like the squ- squatter or whatever, and he took them to safety uh, after she'd gotten shot somehow with a revolver, and she's not like bleeding to death all over the place. Yeah. But uh, when they were just like, "Well, what what are we gonna do when she comes here?" and he was like, "She's never come here, not in twenty 20- 25 <laughs> years then immediately she just burst through the wall yeah i mean like i was dying first of all how she super powered 
Oh, I know she's like, <laughs> she's breaking through brick walls, jumping just, out of cages, and like right. they were in that pit, and she just like grabbed, she just grabbed Justin Long and just dragged him up the wall, and I'm like, how did she? Right? Are, is, are, is this Spider Man or just an yeah. inbred freak? Yeah, <laughs> but like you gotta have unbelievable stuff like. But I just thought it was so funny that as soon as he said that, she like burst through the wall. That's like when me and you used to play with those He Man's. Yeah, and like that one time, I was the guy, and I yeah. was like. Uh, I was like, I'll never die in this battle. And then you just had him die immediately. It yeah. was just well, like you had to. Yeah. I looked at you and says I said something. Yeah. I was like, I, I, you know, I had to kill him, right? You're like, oh, yeah, you had to. Yeah. If somebody says something that like uh, bold, like she'll never get in here. Boom. I just she was cracking come in up. here in 20 years that she just busted through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Yeah. And <laughs> ripped his arm off. That was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That I laughed at that too, and I'm pretty sure I laughed in the theater as well when I saw it because <laughs> it made me laugh. So I agree with you that that it had some good belly laughs that I got out in this one. Definitely, I, said, I enjoyed this movie all in all, and uh, I can definitely glad it's on HBO, so I can kind of put it on randomly. I can definitely see it being another like malignant that I'll just be like, I don't know what to put on. Click. Let me just have this on in the background again because it's just. I enjoy the stories that they told as well as the horror and the comedy. I love that mix. And when it's done right, it's done right. And it was done right with Barbarian. Yeah, totally agree. You mentioned Malignant. Like, is this this year's Malignant? Just something you don't see coming. Bonkers, kind of off the wall, scary, um, fun. It, it, it was, I'm glad I watched it. It was glad it made it to HBO. I probably wouldn't have gone to the theater to see this, but yeah, I had a good time. So. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you've already seen it. Um, but if not, check it out. Yeah. And let us know what you think about it by hitting us up over on Twitter and Instagram at Raised a Geek. You can also shoot us an email at raisedageek at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about Barbarian or your Halloween spooky plans. How how'd everything go? This should be out around Halloween. So hopefully you guys all have a happy Halloween. But unless uh, Don's got anything else he wants to say. Getting the head shake. So I think that's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm done. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak.